Hello everyone and welcome back to the Girlfriend's Guide podcast. My name is Ellie. And my name is Tati. Hope you all are having a wonderful Monday. Thank you all to all our listeners. Um, We want to give a special shout out to all our listeners in all the different states, Massachusetts, California, New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Ohio, Michigan. There's so many more. We have Florida. um, And we have other countries listening to us too. Thank you so much and continue to support us. Guys, and we're not making this up. Just Yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking, I have to pull up. We're pulling up receipts. Yeah, we're pulling up receipts. You know, (laughs) we can screenshot and show you guys. Show you, you know. (laughs) But um, thank you guys so much. We know for a fact the only reason we're reaching other states or even just cities in Massachusetts, period, is because you guys have been sharing and commenting and all of that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. So we're going in strong. This is the fourth? Yeah, this is the fourth episode. Fifth. This this one is going to be the fifth episode. This is, yeah, this is our fifth episode. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, bear with us. We're just... Still overwhelmed. Yeah. So, yeah, so fifth episode, still going strong. So thank you guys. Continue supporting. Um, by the time you're listening to this episode, giveaway winner has been picked. All of that you guys have entered. We want to say thank you to everyone who entered. Shout out to the person who win who won. We haven't we don't know who you are yet, but <laughs> shout out to you. Thank you guys. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, many more to come. This is just a small token for us to say thank you for all the support you guys have been giving us. And yeah, so keep your eyes out, keep listening, many more things to come your way. Yeah, and uh, this month is a special month because this month is Black History Month, the Mm -hmm. best month of the year. I just want to say we celebrate Black History Month every year. February is just our anniversary, Mm -hmm. all right? So although I know a lot of people are like, you know, we get the shortest month, but I just want to say let's not only celebrate Black History Month once a month. Let's celebrate it every year. So February is just a beautiful month of American African-American history. Um, We pay tribute and acknowledge the contribution of all the amazing leaders of the African-Americans who came before us and paved the way for us. Mm -hmm. So before we start into our wonderful topic for today, (laughs) I want to do a little icebreaker. Um, So Tati, for this icebreaker, I want you to share Who is your most influential African-American person in your life? Okay. See, I kind of... Okay. I don't like questions like this. Not like in general, because it's just like, it's so hard for me to pick. And if I'm going to be 110% honest with you guys, we know about the Martin Luther Kings and the Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks, and we know all about that, but like... Let's be real. In school, we only knew so much about them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, we only got taught Black History. Mm-hmm. February should have month of the year. Like, that was that, such a... And it's really sad because when I think back on, like, my Black History mm-hmm. month, February, mm-hmm. I wasn't taught anything. The only thing I was taught is about slavery. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. That was the only thing that yeah. was brought up. And... Um, I was the only black girl either in my class and every time slavery came up everyone looked at me mm-hmm. and I kind of like sucked in my yeah. seat because I was one I was embarrassed mm-hmm. and that's the only thing that we were taught and I'm happy that you brought that up Tati because I just feel like in 2020 and especially in this generation mm-hmm. I feel like the schools need to change their curriculum oh, 100%. black culture needs to rep- be represented mm-hmm. And our history books, our science books, 
and everything because <laughs> we are not taught. We're about to go a little off script because yes, I didn't even, didn't yeah. even answer the question. Yeah. We're not taught. I'm, we're not taught these things. We're not, you know. And um, there's so many influential people that contributed to science. Mm-hmm. Black people that contributed history. Why are we only learning about slavery? Yeah. You know, we need to celebrate other black, um, other black um, people that you know, pave the way for for our science, for our history. Yeah. So I'm going to answer the question, but I'm going to bring this back. No, I want to go back to this. Regis, pizza with the president. Mm. There was a situation where at Regis College, we were, we were obligated to take American history as a prerequisite for no matter what degree you're going for. And an argument was made, why couldn't we have the choice to take African American history mm. and it count not as an elective, but counted as that prerequisite requirement. Mm. And I'm just thinking, and like back then I was like, damn, that's real true. But right now I'm just thinking like, American history wouldn't be here American history without us. Come period. On, come okay? On, come on. Built on our backs. Literally. And it's like the only part we have in quote unquote American history slavery is fighting for our freedom. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why not have the chance to take African-American history? And you know why they don't want to give us that chance? Because they don't want us to see all the positive that, that was, was done because of us. Because you know, our history isn't just slavery. You know another thing? They don't want to see black um, black young people see themselves represented, yep. represented in the books. They don't. And I think that we need to see ourselves represented. Do. You know, it's amazing to read our science book and see that a black young girl can achieve this or a black Mm -hmm. young boy can achieve this. Mm -hmm. And even like the only, it's just, imagine when, when did um, Black Panther come out? Oh, that was, that was last year. Black Panther. Yeah. What movie? Did I, I'm confused. (laughs) Black Panther, the movie. Did I, I didn't watch that. You didn't watch Black Panther? Oh, I did. Yo, bro. <laughs> okay. Black card robo. Guys, let me just tell you something real quick. I just came from a workout. No bullshit. I feel like I'm drunk Yeah, off I saw her and she looked, Yo, she looked off. Because Ellie saw me Black Panther. I'm looking at Ellie. I'm like, I'm like, you mean Wakanda? Wakanda, yeah. I'm that thinking, Black Panther. But in what? my mind, I'm thinking the name of it is Wakanda, not Black Panther. I'm like, Ellie, what the fuck is Ellie talking about? Let's pray oh. for my, my co-host here. She's I'm, This workout, I, I be feeling dropped. I don't even need liquor anymore. I really don't. <laughs> Clearly, we've been going off topic. But back <laughs> to this topic. I just feel like our... People, young mm-hmm. black people need to be represented. Mm-hmm. Not like we can't rely on being represented represented only in like Marvel superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, I, t- I loved it though. I loved it. Yeah. But we need to see more representatives. And it's just amazing to see, you know, the congresswoman, a black woman, you know, mm-hmm. a black young girl can look at her and be like, yo, one day I want to be just like her. Ooh. You know? Yo, off topic. Yo, this is going to be We're off topic. This episode's going to be Shout out to Ayanna Presley. Yep. Yo. That's my girl. I'm getting chills. Because as a black woman, mm-hmm. to go in front of America, mm-hmm. the world, everybody, period, and for her to speak on what she is going through and for her to be able to take off the wig and show her beautiful bald head it mm-hmm. is powerful beyond words because it's like we know hair doesn't define us but hair for a black woman represents something so, so much, much more so, so much. much more so when we don't have it 
or just being having the opportunity to do the styles we want to now that natural hair is embraced so much more being able to rock whatever oh you want gosh. and for that that's a for that to be robbed from her in a sense but yet she's reclaiming it and it's just like that is completely 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 beautiful and i think that is just like i just had no words she's a beautiful with or without and that strength and courage Ooh, I can only pray that trickles down to our young girls now mm-hmm. because we're still in that transitioning phase of accepting us for who we are. And she because we're living in a society that doesn't th- accept that doesn't us. accept us. Oh, okay. Yeah. But let's get back on track. <laughs> let's get back to the yes. So um, we need to just I said the society that we're living in just we need to portray more of Black history mm-hmm. and teaching our kids. Mm-hmm. You know and school is a place where kids go to learn so why don't we also include black history into our curriculums mm-hmm. and for black kids to see themselves representative and they're like in the books too with that i think it also comes from us being black women and we're going to be black mothers that's that responsibility is on us too and i'm gonna say honestly i hate school bro like i'm in school now and i hate it but once i graduate another Damn, I'll never go back to school, but I, in my lifetime, mm-hmm. I'm going to take an African-American studies course. Mm-hmm. I have to. Because when I tell you guys, besides what they fed me in school, I am uneducated in my culture. Mm-hmm. And I can say that. And it's sad. I am it's, but Martin you're not Luther to blame. King. You're not I'm to blame. not to blame. But at this point, I can't be asking for change if I'm not willing to make the change myself. I, right. At That's this right. point, we know what it is. We got to teach ourselves. We got to educate ourselves. I can't... Exp- and the thing is, it's like, even if they do it in school, you can't expect, because we don't have that many colored teachers out there. Mm. So we can't expect Mr. Whatever, Mrs. So-and-so, a white person to teach our black kids about our black history. history. Mm-hmm. So we have to inform ourselves. So one of my goals is to take an African-American studies class, not just based on slavery, mm-hmm. based on how we helped build a nation, we- how we took that situation, which is like, bet. All well, right. As a culture, we need to teach ourselves beyond slavery. Exactly. To look at all the achievements and the, all the accomplishments that we have made. Ooh, guys, this episode is just, you know. And shout out to Google. Shout out to Google <laughs> for that shout beautiful Google. Black History Month commercial. Commercial, man. And it just shows you black people are amazing. Like, and they don't, listen, they don't have to tell us, okay? We they don't. don't have to tell us. Where would you know, be without us? Period. Okay? Period. period. All right. Period. Google us. Google. Find out about Google us. us. Most searched. Period. Period. All right. Let so me answer the question. Now. We need to answer the okay. question. So, um, let's. You should probably ask the question again because at this point, they oh forgot. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you guys forgot, so Tati, who's your most influential black person okay. in your life today? Okay. So it I could be you. anybody from previous until twenty twenty. Okay. So you guys already know why it's hard for me. We went on a whole spiel about that. Mm-hmm. But I would say my home girl Michelle Obama. And, I love Michelle. And you know why I'm saying this? I'm going to be honest with you because I feel like in our society, a lot of people look at black women stupid for standing by a black man mm. because they have the stereotype that black men will cheat, black men will hurt you, black men don't stand for the black woman. So why are you going to give your all to him? Mm-hmm. And my biggest problem with that is that I don't think any woman, but especially a black woman, should feel stupid for wholeheartedly loving, trusting, and supporting her black man in fear of what he may do. As you should. Because, God forbid, Obama were to do something. That's not on Michelle. 
my, he's gonna look stupid because she gave her all and I feel like oh lord this is about to get I'm therapy moment for me <laughs> my biggest fear in getting into another relationship with a black man is that I'm going to be too afraid to love him and give him my all because I'm afraid of damn if he hurts me how am I gonna look and I feel like that pressure is so much on black women and Michelle doesn't give a fuck Obama's her man. She is riding for him, doing everything for him she can to support him. And what I love about her relationship, she was the first lady. He was the president. He was leading, but she also led her own and he let her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michelle wasn't just sitting in that White House oh. with dinner and talking example. to people, shaking hands. She was doing her and mm-hmm. she continues to do her. She but went and got her PhD after. I see Michelle more relevant i don't even know relevance is strong the best word but i see her more post obama's presidency than i see obama yeah and not saying obama's not doing things he's he is but michelle is doing things too so i feel like she's a perfect representative as a woman supporting her man as a black woman supporting her man in a society where you look dumb for doing that because black men have such a horrible stereotype that they will hurt you and she was like this is my man. Right. And I feel like even if he were to do it, like I said, she's not looking dumb for loving him. And she's just a perfect example for us to wholeheartedly love and trust someone and give them. Mm-hmm. And like, when you do that, look what they accomplished. Great things. When you Take trust and part- love. Partnership. Look this what you do. Beautiful. So shout out to Michelle for loving her husband and shout out to Michelle for being a leader in her family, but in her own life. And shout out to Obama for letting her and not letting his ego as a Mr. President like tame down his wife and recognizing her strengths um there was a quote that i saw from michelle it said that um find someone who is equal to you right Mm -hmm. and that quote actually stood out to me because a lot of us (laughs) we are looking for our husband but let me tell y'all y'all are just picking anybody that comes your way you guys are not picking sis bro and bro listen you need to Sit down. Start figuring out what you want because y'all can't just be picking out anybody in these streets Mm -hmm. and talking about you need a Michelle and Mm -hmm. Obama kind of love when y'all picking tutti vacaboyo in the streets. All right. Translation any bum in the street. Any bums. All right. And with you saying that you're equal, this is going to go back to um, last week when we posted regarding the shoot your shot system. Someone said in the comments something like, oh, girls always blah, 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 blah. And I said, sometimes guys take being, having standards and being picky and interchanging. They're two different things. Mm-hmm. Michelle picked an equal. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm looking for my equal. Okay. So to you little boys, because it's not <laughs> men. Oh, when it's the YouTube comes out, boys. y'all can see my face. To you little boys. Who think because I require, yes, that is the word, I require certain things in my equal, and you guys think I'm never gonna find that where that's picky, and I, baby boy, you see Michelle? Did she settle? No. No. Am I settling? Why should I? No, why should I? Okay? So when I say I want this, I want that, I want that. Another thing, it's not even because I want it because it looks good. I want it because I want my man to be able to do good by himself, period, without me. So I need to know that when I meet you, you're on a standing ground by yourself. I always said that, that all I, I can do is like I'll help elevate you the way you can help elevate me. I want a strong black man by my side. <laughs> I I want I want to be Michelle. I want to be that Michelle standing next to you. Mm-hmm. Like that's my that's man. my man. That's my man. I'm gonna hype ahead. you up. Go well, ahead. baby boy, I need someone to hype you up for. I'm not hyping you up because you're I sitting love, on the couch. And men. 
Hype your girl up. Do you see the way Obama's hyping Michelle? Oh, let me. Because a lot of you guys are insecure, big boy. It's okay for you guys, both to be equal. It's okay. Ooh, they're not ready to talk about that. They're not. No, they're, they're not ready. They're, they're not, not ready. ready. They're not Go ready. take a nap and let us know when you're ready because you're not now. They're not they're ready, not. okay? Let's well, move on. That's another topic Let's for another day. Because I can't. Thank you, Tati. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. Who is yours, sis? What is, who is mine? Yeah. Wow. Who is mine? You should have known I was going to throw that back at you. So my person is Maxine Waters, the mm. representative. Mm. <laughs> Yo. I just love to see black women up there doing their thing. And sis, you know how, as a black woman, you need to portray yourself. Yeah, I was just going to say that. A certain way in your workplace. She goes, no fucks. No fucks. She's like, I'm going to give it to you. (laughs) Period. It's like your black auntie. Exactly. Talking to you. Exactly. She don't don't care care. who you is. She don't care. She don't put you in your place. Mm -hmm. And that just, you know, shows you as a black woman, it doesn't matter where you are. You don't have to, you know... Put yourself, Self, yeah, confine yourself. Confine yourself in a situation. Still be respectful. Yeah, I love that she is up there doing her thing. She's paving the way for black women to, you know, in the workplace to still be yourself and be comfortable and not see that we have to, you know, mm-hmm. confine ourselves because we're in front of white people. White people, basically. Period. Right. They're still going to look at us. And but judges either way, so either way, might yeah. as well be ourselves and get judged rather than trying to be something we're not and still get judged. Exactly. Yeah. So shout out to her. Yeah. Shout out to all the amazing black women out there doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, Ellie. Shout out to you, because you're an amazing black woman doing your thing. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all my friends, all yeah. the amazing black women out there doing all your thing. All my things. friends, just. You guys are doing it, doing it well. Black men, shout yes. out to just being anyone black. Being black. I'm rooting for you. Yes, I'm rooting for everyone I'm rooting, black. Yes, I'm rooting for Lisa. everyone black. Perfectly said. So um, we're gonna move on to our next segment, and our next segment is segment. <laughs> our next our next segment is meme of the day, and this is gonna get into our topic for the day. Mm-hmm. So our meme for the day is. Once I say this, you guys are probably going to get an idea what the topic is about. Um, I mean, for the day is the Straight Outta Compton casting call. Um, the casting call was posted on Facebook. So a lot of you guys are probably thinking, where am I going with this? Okay. So today I want to talk about a topic that has been an issue in our culture for a very long time. And that topic is colorism. Okay. <laughs> so. If you haven't seen this casting call, have you seen it, Tati? No, I haven't okay. even seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie, too. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Don't judge us, okay? Please. So this casting call um, was looking for, you know, girls to mm-hmm. be part of the movie. Which is, you know, all, all movies do yeah. that. But it's the way that they were looking, what they wrote. Mm-hmm. So this is who they were looking for. And you tell me mm-hmm. what you think about this. So there were... A, B, C, and D type of girls. Okay. Those are the different types of girls. So the A girls, they were named as the hottest of the hottest. Models must have real hair, no extensions, very classy, looking great bodies. You can be black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Mid-Eastern, mixed race too. Okay. okay. 
B-girls. These are five girls, long natural hair, really nice bodies, small waist, nice hips. You should be light-skinned. Beyonce is the prototype here. Oh, you should be light-skinned. You should be light-skinned, okay. and Beyonce is the prototype here. Mm -hmm. C-girls. These are African-American girls, medium to light skin with a weave, age 18 to 30. D-girls, these are African-American girls, poor, not in good shape, medium to dark skin tone. Mm. <laughs> and you also had to bring a photo ID when you went to these. So, what did you think about that? So, do you see the different types of girls so, listed, right? The the I want to I want to shed light on the B girls. You should be light skinned. Beyonce is the prototype here, and you must have long natural hair. And DD girls, these are African American girls. The only place I saw no they they ask for African American girls, medium light skin with weave, and then there's the African American girls poor Poor, not in good shape, medium dark skin tone. So, okay, so we're correlating the light-skinned girls to look like Beyonce have long natural hair. Beyonce wears a lot of weaves and wigs and it looks good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I'm, like, you should, if you guys could see my I'm not confused. <laughs> I'm confused. So. And a lot of girls, when they saw this, they felt some type of way. But wait, 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 wait. Before we dive into this some more... Um, do you want, do you, do you, what is the definition of colorism? What is the definition of colorism okay, to you? Okay, so to me, colorism is within the black community mm -hmm. and there is a divide and some aggression and tension between, um, those who are lighter mm -hmm. and then those who are darker. Right, right. So that, a lot of people will bring that back into, um, slavery days, mm -hmm. lighter tone were in the house. While darker tone were outside mm -hmm. working in the field. There was a division. There was a division mm -hmm. from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. that, Actually, the white, that the white people have yeah, created. And let me not say the very beginning. The very, because we don't know what it was Before. when we were home. Yeah, yeah. We were, this is how it was when we got here. So the beginning of when our history started becoming recorded by the white man. Yeah. This is the division that was created. Um... Unfortunately, colorism plays a big role in our um, society today, which is sad because it's just kind of like, yo, we got everyone against us because of how we look. How are we going to be against each other because of the mm -hmm. same exact reason? It makes no sense to me. But going back to this casting call, the whole, okay, you the D girls, they have to be poor, mm -hmm. medium to dark skin, medium dark skin, and, and out of shape. shape. Yeah. So why are we relating the medium to dark skin to such a negative, oh, you got to yeah. be out of shape, you got to be poor, you got to, why is that happening? Like, why can't they be light skinned mm -hmm. and out of shape, shape and, yeah. you know, poor? Like, it's just like, I don't, there we go. So, <laughs> so next question. Yeah. Have you experienced any colorism in your life, in your life? So, for those who know how I look like, people have called me light-skinned, people have called me brown, I don't, I call myself brown. You're, you're light-skinned. You see, I don't, and let's be honest, do I not claim that because there's a negative connotation to that? Because even though there is a much bigger struggle and negative connotation with being a darker skin tone, unfortunately, a lot of people when they're called light-skinned, it's... 
it's used as a good thing, but then sometimes like, oh, she likes me and she don't get it. And that's true. I don't know Ellie's struggle mm-hmm. because of my complexion. That's 100% true. But then sometimes it can come as like, oh, you're not black enough, so you don't get it. Da, 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 da. I'm not even trying to play victim or none of that because I don't, there's people struggling more more than me because they're darker than me. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. I just feel like this is just nonsense. It's a bullshit. It really is. And nonsense. I know I may not even be making complete sense. <laughs> like, that's so sad. You hungry, nigga? That's so sad. Um, reading the thread. Guys be doing the same thing too. Guys be doing the same thing when girls are mad. They be that's like, you true. hungry? Or they, they're the way of apologizing. I don't want, I don't want I to feel a lot of, I want, I, I'm sorry, are you hungry? And you want me to pay for your nails, your hair, or your toes? Which one? That's what I want. I want a combination. I want a combination. Or where, we, or where do you want me to buy your plane oh, tickets? Oh, yeah! That's where do you want to go? That's, uh, yes, where, where do you want to go? go? That's what I want. You know, make that I, two trips. That's what I want. <laughs> That's all I want. I don't need to. I don't need you to pay for my hair. I got that. Just pay for my trip. Pay for my trip. Um, I was reading a thread <laughs> and it was saying how like we need to normalize parents saying I'm sorry because them not doing it affects how a child grows up and and it makes them have the ability to never see themselves as wrong because they never saw an adult hold hold themselves accountable. And I was like, Absolutely. wow, that Absolutely. is that is. That's the that's the whole is. Haitian culture oh right there. God. As much as I, I love being Haitian, I love it. But when I tell you guys we are some toxic ass people, it is so sad. It is so mm-hmm. sad. It's very sad. But um, I also want to talk uh, about being a Haitian girl and um, being hey. twenty five, being at hey. your parents' house and being single, being single. There's <sighs> me like I should a different cord. I don't think how many times my mother, you know, a girl who 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 wants to pursue their career in acting, seeing this, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, why do I have to play the the poor, the poor, out of shape, black, dark skinned girl? Like, what does that even mean? And even and like when you look at um, different shows, it's always the light skinned man with. Um, the light-skinned woman. Mm-hmm. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Why was Aunt Viv replaced Yo, with light-skinned... I didn't even fuck with light-skinned Aunt Viv. No. She was a... Control. Let's just get into it. Dark-skinned Aunt Viv had some sass. She was not taking nothing from Uncle Phil. Light-skinned Aunt Sis, we should down the corner. Like, she sat down. She wasn't really doing much. She wasn't really saying much. Not to say that plays with, like, yeah, you right, know. Right. But I'm just saying, I feel like they kind of, you know, made dark-skinned a little bit sassier and light-skinned No, they bit. do. Because and that's move, another thing. Moving back, let's move forward to, um, what's Martin? Mm-hmm. We had Gina, who was the yeah. beautiful, yeah. smart Gina, and you had Pam, Pam who was ratchet, sassy, da, 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 da. ratchet. But Pam got it. Pam had it. Exactly. Pam was beautiful. Beautiful. So it's like, why are we making dark-skinned girls ratchet and ghetto? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's no, listen. It's I get, okay. it's a, this is what they're looking for. The casting calls. I get ratchet, I get ghetto, and I'm not dark-skinned. But like, why are we putting that connotation, connotation uh-huh. on strictly dark-skinned? women why are we painting them in that light and it's like you're right like all these movies are getting light-skinned girls and da 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 there was this movie on um, the show that was on own and it's um canceled now oh what was it called in love or something love mm-hmm. and he was a dark-skinned man 
and he was in a relationship with a dark like um she wasn't I don't remember too. Here getting my master's and you want me to find somebody. You know what I wonder? You know, okay, here's here's my theory Just, for why they feel like it's this easy to like not date for the rest of your whole entire life, then all of a sudden within a year you already are supposed to be married with five kids. It's because I feel like <laughs> back then it was easier in the sense of like, oh, this sounds really bad, but a lot of women did not hold their value where it needed to be and let's be honest we do know in Haitian culture Mm, there's a mm -hmm. lot of cheating there's a lot of secret families and there's a and it's and it's accepted in the sense of I know the wife knows but what's she about to do she's gonna stay and take it right so therefore I'm of course any Joe Schmo that walks my way any Tijan I'm gonna take you because I know the bad I know the baggage you're gonna bring and in that culture it's you're gonna accept it you're not gonna leave you're gonna take the side babies and the side bitch and that's what it is today though girls that we are we're not taking we're not doing that that anymore it's taking us longer to find fair um, oh that's a fair no to find moses because (laughs) they they were just accepting pharaoh's sons and i'm anybody i feel like i feel like um women's standards are much higher nowadays too much higher and also um it's shown that a lot of women have put their education and um, their works, like mm-hmm. their work status, before mm-hmm. finding a husband. So I want to, I want to be stable and I want to be financially stable. Fi- Black I find my women husband. are the most um, educated in, like, in terms of race and gender. Yeah. We ain't got time. Hey, that's how right. Do I look like black girl magic. Look like going to school i'm a nurse and then to be a nurse practitioner to be this educated this is not even just to sound cocky but literally to be this educated then in my personal life for me to take a dumbass nigga who thinks he's gonna treat me any type of way <laughs> i got two degrees no sign my name no man and you think i'm gonna be dumb no man to pick a nigga who can't see my work no man no man not at all not at all not at all and if that's for some girls i know that they don't that's not if that's not their standards that's okay that's okay but that's our that's our standards i'm right there with you i just feel like that's why like my mom be like why is it so hard and i explained to her why it's hard and she goes she understands i wish i wish my mom like my mom got married when she was 22 at a young age 22 so i'm already 25 so she's looking at me like Mm, what's going on my husband mm-hmm. popped up and bam like so she's looking at me like so what's going on with you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's happening i don't understand and i'm just like mom she's like at this point she thinks that i'm just not too sad like she's just like mm, oh, no yeah that's what she keeps telling everybody so hopeless and i just always wonder like do do Haitian parents put the same pressure on Haitian men? I think the pressure on, it's not even, I think it's like they're more just give me a grandbaby. I don't care how it happens. Just make sure she's not some ratchet. I've heard, you know, I can count, I can count how many guys that have said that. It's like at this point, my mom just wants me to have a, um, just want to have a grandbaby. My mom would never my dare mom say is that. More willing. My mom is very like, you don't need to be married to have a kid. Not saying she just wants me to get knocked up, but it's like if, say if I meet someone, it's been five years or whatever, he didn't propose, he's not playing on it. She's just like, have a kid. Just do it. You already found somebody, so you might as well just have a kid. I'm like, no, ma'am. That's not how I want things to go. I would like to... I, God knows where my life will be, but 
if I had to say, I would like the traditional way, engaged, married, then a child. That's how I would like it, basically. Yeah, that's why I wanted to. Um, but I feel like I feel like the pressure as a Haitian girl of like finding a man starts so late. Yeah, starts so late. Like, why couldn't I date? Why couldn't I date in high school? Right? Granted, right? in high school, this is how people get pregnant. Though, I'm, to be honest, I probably shouldn't have. Well, actually, no. But, but like, come on, like, okay, this generation kids are having sex at an earlier age. But I feel like as a, pa- a parent, Haitian parents. We need to start talking, and this is what I'm going to definitely do differently let's when I have my children. Sex. I'm going to start talking about, let's talk about it. Let's talk about, let's talk about um, your virginity. Let's talk about all these let's different things. Let's talk about chlamydia. Let's talk about, let's talk about pregnancy. How do you get pregnant? You know, a lot of kids don't know how you get pregnant. Which is weird because they know how to fuck, but they just don't correlate that with the, like, they don't get how it works. They don't get how it works. Yeah, they don't. And I feel like education ed- education is big for Haitian parents, but they just leave out the whole sex part. Yeah. And it's just, maybe they're not educating themselves about it because their parents... But Ellie, they got kids. They, they know enough. They know enough. <laughs> right. Right, right. And even at, like, when my 20s, I would have felt comfortable if my mom started talking to me about, like, yeah, like, this is... You know, you know, just more about sex, just in general. I would feel comfortable. I've had the most conversation about sex with my mom now, with me being a nurse and saying, Mommy, boom, I just had a patient. I treated her for chlamydia. Things like that. But that's the most we've ever talked. And that's because I'm bringing it up. I'll I'll have her. You don't do it. it. My mom told me if I get pregnant, I'm getting kicked out. When I was 16, when she told me you, that. You, you have sex when you're, you're yeah. married. That's and now it. that's true. With my mom, my that's mom it. was like, sis, when you can find that man to do it, I want my grandbaby. What is marriage? Right, right. Yeah, this there's just so much that, personally, like, at, what, what you asked me for the icebreaker, I definitely see a lot of things that I definitely would change when I become a parent. And I know that that Haitian mother oh, is yeah. in me. That Haitian mother is definitely in me. Because I always say this. Haitian mothers are raised yep. by one mother. One. They're all the same. One mother. Because they're all the same. And I know that Haitian mother is me definitely too. in me. But there's some things I definitely, definitely. want to change. And I hope I to change. Mm-hmm. Damn, just thinking about kids. That shit's scary. But guys, <laughs> we are going to make a part two of this. This conversation will continue with everything going on. We want to give you guys episodes that you can kind of get through a little quickly. You don't have to spend a whole hour and whatever listening to us because we can talk a lot. So we're going to wrap this up. Um, this week's Melanin Monday, we're just going to shout out all the healthcare workers, all the essential workers, all the people who are still out here risking their lives, working on the front lines for us during this um this pandemic and the crazy times that we are experiencing so thank you thank you thank you to nurses doctors grocery workers electricians people who are still going out and fighting for us we truly truly appreciate everything that you guys are doing we're praying for you guys keep strong um if you guys you know want to talk about um how you guys are getting through this quarantine i know a lot of people's mental health are being affected so Please, please, please hit us up. Me and Ellie would be glad to talk to you and just, you know, have conversations about this. Yes. I'm here for you guys if you guys need to talk. Um, but before we end, Tati and I want to talk about a little... Mm, I almost um, forgot. Hey! A little, <laughs> a little you know, oh. a little 
thing that we doing. You know, you know, we like to hook people up. We like to nab mm-hmm. people up. So basically, um, Tati and I um, want to have a man crush Monday. Yes. Um, type of dating, type of blind date situation. <laughs> they kind of matchmaking. So basically, we are looking for um, potential bachelors. That means you're single. That means um, like, we're single. no one can claim single. you as at all. As any claim you. At all. Period. Them. period. They can't claim all you. Right? Period. They can't claim you. So basically, we are looking for some single men. So basically, we are going to have a live um, Mm -hmm. Instagram. We're going to be live on Instagram. And we are looking for um, potential um, single men who are looking for... Honestly, whatever you're you're looking for. It doesn't have to necessarily be a relationship. It could be a quarantine bay. You guys could FaceTime. This is fun. Exactly. We're doing this for fun. With, you know, like get, get this is a perfect time to get to know someone. And then when we are finally get allowed to, to meet, you can meet in real life. You know what I mean? So, so reason why we're doing this is because we for um girlfriend's guy has um advocated for girls uh-huh. to shoot their shot, right? So basically we're gonna ask for you to send us um your name, um, tell us about you, and we're going to read it on the live, or you can set, you can also send mm-hmm. us your picture. And then this is the way for the girls who are on the live to be like, oh, yo, this fellow looking good. Or this fellow, <laughs> you know, I, exactly. Or they can hit us up and be like, they could be like, oh, so who you is know, that? contestant number one. So-and-so. What's his Instagram? I want it. What's his Instagram? I, I want to talk to him. I want to get to know him. You know, I want him to be hmm. my quarantine bae. Um, so this is a way of us, you know. Helping you, you know, help yourself. You know? And Basically. depending on how well it goes, we may <laughs> do it in reverse. You know, get some ladies who are single, ready to mingle, and then have you guys shoot your shot at them. And you know what I mean? Like, we're just trying to spread the love. I, w- I would hope. I would hope this would work and someone could come back and be like, girlfriend's guy, help me find the love of my life. But how sad would it be we help someone find their love we can't find ours? That would be some shit. So you're not gonna be a but, you're not gonna be a contestant. No, I will, a girl. What if I don't find mine? Honestly, if I don't find mine, know that you're helping somebody and we your time know when will yours come is coming. Sis, all right? We know when yours is coming, sis. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, Tati has a whole I have Tati a whole theory for Ellie. Her husband. Twenty twenty. She she thinks twenty twenty has mm-hmm. been my year, but all I've seen again, as I said, is the son of Barry leading the way. Tati believes. I'm telling you. Tati believes. Tati believes. Uh, my husband is coming it. this year, and the only it's, reason he's coming. That's what she thinks. Because we in quarantine right now, we don't know how long this is gonna last. That's the only reason. I'm giving some time. Tati. Tati has more faith. I don't. So. Anyways. But at least somebody has faith in this. But anyways, yeah, guys. So we're just gonna. This is probably gonna happen in May. Definitely in May. Um, May. More details to that will come. But this is just something fun, lighthearted to do. Just you know. So our fellas, if you want to um, be a part of this, please um, Please, just DM us. Or if you know know someone that wants to be a contestant, you know. Just, just, you don't even got to ask him. Just give us his information. I already got one contestant. I got one contestant. So, So, guys, this is going to be fun. You know, we're in quarantine. Let's just have some fun. Thank you guys for, (laughs) thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Um, Talk to you guys soon. That's dark. My friends who are darker than me standing right next to me. Right. What does that say?
Come on. Like, what does that come say? on? Like, let's come on. Let's be a little bit smarter. Like I could say, yo, like, oh, I'm not having a good skin day. Like, or like me, I say it all, this, all the time. Like every time I get pimples, it leaves a dark mark on my face. Does that annoy me? Yes. Not because it's necessarily a dark mark. It's just like, I just want my face to be more of an even tone. If my face was darker, I would want my face to be all a dark tone. If my face is lighter, right. I would want my face to be all. I just want my face to be even. Mm-hmm. So me saying that versus me saying my that's, skin is that's disgusting. More of, I wouldn't dark. really say that's like more of insecure. That's more of like skincare. Like you, yes. you you're taking care of your skin. Exactly. Right. So it's just like people just need to watch what, what they, they say, say and, and that, who they say it around. That brings me to parents again. Even parents. Like a mom, um, and you have a younger daughter. If you're like, oh my gosh, you're looking in the mirror. Oh my gosh, I'm so fat. Or like, mm-hmm. you're depending on what you say to yourself too. Can you can project that insecurity onto your child? Yes. Oh. And it's it's the same can. thing. Same way with friends. It's the same way with family members too. Because like, people are watching. People are listening. And what you say can become inner thoughts and can become like self-critical thoughts to other people. So just be mm-hmm. careful what you say. And I'm going to say this. People, like you said about friends, like um, when they used to say, oh, zebra legs. And they were your friends, so you didn't really take it to offense, but it stuck with you. And I'm not saying friends can't tease, whatever. But I think for people who are, like, not friends or associates to say certain things, I don't know why people are this bold Mm. to say certain things and think it's a joke. Y'all need to stop that. Because there's, we all have our inner circle where certain things, like if Ellie said one thing to me, and I'm like, ha, 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 versus someone who I don't really know that well says the exact same thing that's gonna be a problem like so you just need to know your relationship with people in order to know what to say oh my every time I think about this story secondhand embarrassment and Ellie you were there I don't know if you remember oh tell me the story (laughs) tell me this we went to NOLA and then I think you know what I'm gonna say I don't know and then we were it's secondhand embarrassment for me it's about me and I get secondhand embarrassment just thinking about it um and we were outside of the house. And I think it was one of the first couple of days we started working on the house. And then we had to each, like, describe someone as, like, a character or something. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. What's his, I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to say nope. his name. But we don't want to get he sued. Said, he, mm. yeah. Remember what he said about me? Uh-huh. And then everyone was kind of like, yeah. Did but he you really know, just say that? What was wrong with him? I I'm didn't. Gonna say, I'm not going to say his name. That's what he said. So we had our, um, we went to New Orleans for a service trip and the, the group leader, he, we had to describe people in like characters or whatever. And he called me a raging hippo. And when I tell you. Everyone's face just. Face. Pause. Like. It was an icebreaker. I'm, I'm literally getting goosebumps that and chills we right now to, thinking about we it. We all had to say things that reminded us of like. Of the person. Of the person. And then. Whenever everyone's face was like, what the fuck just happened? And you know, it's kind of like, okay, that's embarrassing. But when other people realize how embarrassing that is for you, it makes it better, but it also makes it worse because you're just like, everyone thinks like, what the fuck? And then when someone goes, why would you say that? That makes it even 10 times worse. 10 times worse. And, and I'm, and I, I'm laughing because I just, I to this day, I don't understand. I am. And I was just like, and then everyone, and he could tell it got awkward as hell. And he was like, "No, not like that." But you're, you're like your personality. You're like, you know. And I'm just like, it's not making it better. Shut up. Shut up. Okay. Shut up. 
So yeah. And that was kind of a little bit of an ongoing joke throughout the trip here and there. And I was just kind of like, I when I tell you to this day, these like were, these I, were not your close friends. So um coming even, from them, but, even my close friends wouldn't say anything like that, let alone someone who's not. And I'm just like God, yeah, we just need know. to be just let's be smarter <laughs> on what we say and yeah, just let's be smarter. Yeah. As you can and, we're so flabbergasted. We still don't have words yeah. to explain that situation. Years later, three years later, I'm still I'm, I'm like, still like I don't um, know. I still don't get it. Um so yeah. when I think of insecure um insecurities, I think of insecure the show. You mm-hmm. watch it, right? No, yeah. I dude, I've only seen the first episode of the season. I have not oh, yeah. caught up at But I heard it's boring. I ha- really? That's what I heard. I don't know. I haven't caught up. I only seen the first um, episode too, yeah. and I just think of Issa. How Issa is always in her head, and she's like talking, you know. And we, yeah. Tati and I, have always said that we're like Issa. Like ever since growing up, if you know me, Tati and I are like um, only child. So mm-hmm. I completely understand when Tati's like she used to talk to herself about how she's gonna act around yep. other people, especially in the shower. Yeah, and you and just have the scenarios in your head, and you just like yeah. So mm-hmm. when Issa be in the mirror talking to herself, and like she be singing and rapping, I'm like, yo, Issa is really me, and just I like feel it. I feel mm-hmm. it, and um, I really the show does a really good job in like portraying um like her insecurities and stuff yeah. and how how your self um critical thoughts can really impact you just like yeah, you in her relationships and everything her career so mm-hmm. i remember um we were on the live the other day not the main question Monday live but we had a live before that and then we were talking about i don't know how that came up but this whole situation with Issa talking to herself and we we're just like ladies when you about to shoot your shot about to talk to a guy go on a date whatever just look in the mirror big yourself up play some act up in the background and then you know take a shot and you're good sometimes mm-hmm. you just gotta you just gotta your insecurities are nothing you cannot beat you mm-hmm. cannot overcome you just gotta look yourself in the mirror and be like i got it mm-hmm. period period and move on period well we had a whole structure for this episode i don't even it just kind of went out the window which is fine i love when it goes like that um <laughs> So we kind of talked about one of the questions, who contributed to your insecurity? But do you blame, can we blame those people? Like, can we put fault in them for how we turned out in terms of being insecure? Um, I don't, I don't blame them, but um, I think that- I hold it, you accountable. Yeah, I hold them accountable. And also like, it really taught me of um, how to really love myself too. Because when I think about it, if, I, I know that people, you can naturally just love yourself, but think about if there were things that you, you didn't love about yourself and you didn't have to learn how to love yourself, right? So mm-hmm. I, I really mm-hmm. learned how to fall in, fall in love with the things that I'm not too happy with or the things that yeah. I need to work on. So um, I don't blame them. I hold them accountable because most of the people, um, besides the, the, the ignorant black, black boys that used to make mm-hmm. negative comments, um, even though I used to know that, even though I knew them really well, but they weren't my close friends, but like family mm-hmm. members that have made negative comments and stuff like that. Um, y- you know, it's just like, I, I don't blame them. They, they don't know any better. You know, like I said, you don't know what others are going through. And sometimes people just try to bring you down. Yeah. Um, and it's, it made me learn of how, you know, some hurtful things I shouldn't say to other people because mm-hmm. I don't want to portray that negativity and to bring, um, like insecurities onto them yeah i i agree with you i don't think you can blame them but i definitely will hold them accountable and to be honest like the cliche term your haters are your biggest motivators like 
there's times I'm working out and I just dead ass want to be like, fuck this shit, I'm dead. But there's certain people that I think about that I'm like, oh, no, because when I see you, I'm going to need you to realize, oh, you Hello. Know what me? <laughs> Here you I see this? You, know? you see this? Okay, blow up. Okay, loading. You see so, it. You, you know, see it. <laughs> you got to just use all of that as your fuel, as your gas to just keep on going and keep pushing and get to, and like not saying you're doing it for other people, but let's be honest for human. I'm doing it for myself, but I'm also doing it for other people. I'm doing it for you to see who this is right here see that the little girl I once was or the teenager I once was or the college student I was I once was is not who stands here today mm-hmm. grown-ass woman growing up 25 okay period, period period so you gotta you gotta like I said not blame them but use that to just help motivate you to get to where you want to be period. so exactly yeah. And then I was gonna. The next question was gonna be: Can you learn to live with an insecurity, or do you always have to overcome it? I don't think you always have to overcome an ex- insecurity. I think like kind of like what you said, like you know, it kind of helps like with the self love. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you have to learn to live with certain things. And I think it's always good to work on your insecurities. But let's say I lose how much ever weight I want to lose, and I get to my ideal size. And then without having that insecurity of being bigger, I could easily go back. You know right. what I mean? But knowing that I once dealt with that, that's going to keep me more in a mind from like, yo, you already know how you used to feel when you were, when you looked this way. Not saying there was anything wrong, but you've come so far. Why mm-hmm. would you want to bring yourself back into that? Not even physical unhealthy state, but emotional unhealthy state. You right, know what right. I mean? So mm-hmm. using your insecurities, I think it's always... I, insecurities are bad I think it's only bad when you don't know how to deal with them you don't know how to process them I mm-hmm. think insecurities can add certain benefits to your life so I don't think it's always necessary to overcome them I do think you can learn to live with insecurities in a positive way right and I 